Welcome to the Laivana podcast. I am Ivana, your host, life coach, and motivational blogger. I'm here to help you create your own version of a dream life. Each week, you'll hear mindset shifts and action steps that you can implement into your daily life to start living a life you're excited about. Are you ready to go all in on your dreams? Then let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today we have Lauren Tamayo joining us from Australia. Lauren is a business mindset coach and she helps coaches finally get their coaching business off the ground and sign their first or next paying client. In today's episode, we talk about some common limiting beliefs that new coaches often experience and how Lauren dealt with them at the beginning of her coaching business. Lauren also shared how she created her own rules in business and where to start when you want to stop following everyone else's business strategies and build a business that aligns with you. So if you're just starting your coaching business or want some guidance on how to create a business that you enjoy, then this episode is for you. Let's dive in. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the Laivana podcast. To start, you can introduce yourself. Hi. Well, thank you so much for having me. My name is Lauren Tamayo, and I'm a business mindset coach, and I help coaches finally get their coaching business off the ground and sign their first or their next paying client. Awesome. So what I like about your coaching approach is that it's not just business strategies. What I've seen a lot in other business coaches, it's just business strategies, but you also include mindset work. So what led you to include mindset in your coaching approach rather than just focus on business strategies? And why is mindset important in business? Yeah. Well, looking back, I don't know if I ever really consciously made the decision to include mindset into my coaching and especially, you know, around business. But early on in my coaching, I was coaching more around, you know, productivity. I was working more with, you know, female entrepreneurs, service-based entrepreneurs. And I just realized that, you know, you could have the perfect strategy, right? Or you could be using the best productivity hacks or, you know, whatever it was, but if your mindset wasn't there, it just, it would fall flat. And so I knew that then I wanted to incorporate and really focus on the mindset aspect, because for me, I believe it's, you know, at the core of, of everything that we do, you know, our mind is constantly offering us thoughts and, you know, to be able to recognize and be aware of your thoughts, be able to work through those instead of just being consumed by them, I think really changes how you not only show up in your business, but how you show up in your life as well. In one of your Instagram posts, I remember you shared that after you signed your first two paying clients, <laughs> you didn't sign any new clients for the next 10 months. And that's, I see that so rarely on Instagram because I feel like everyone shares just their highlights and it seems like everyone's business is perfect from the day one. So what was your mindset like during that period? Was there any self-doubt, any limiting beliefs or any worries? And if you had any limiting beliefs, how did they affect the way that you were showing up in your business at that time? Yeah. So I think it was either nine or 10 months, which really is not that big of a difference. Doesn't really matter. But I signed my first paying client within four days of launching my coaching business, which was so fun. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is happening. This is real. I'm like, I'm doing this. And so that was really fun. And I think it was maybe two months or so after that, that I signed my next. And then I went nine or 10 months without signing a client. And looking back, I I was really in the mindset of 
you know, can I do this? And I was really questioning, you know, can I really make this happen? You know, I, I knew the vision that I had for not only my coaching business, but my life. And I think I was, you know, so consumed with what other people were doing. And, you know, I got caught in, you know, comparing where I was and the results that I was creating compared to somebody who was on chapter six, you know, and they were, you know, signing lots of clients and making lots of money, had courses, had, were doing all these things. And so I think looking back, you know, I, I was still showing up. It wasn't like I just closed up shop. I was still showing up. I was still, you know, getting all my Instagram stories, sharing. I went through a, my coaching certification program at that time. So, you know, I was still sharing what I was doing, but I also think looking back, I don't know if I was making that many offers. I wasn't really inviting people to work with me. It was kind of just like, I'm showing up, I'm giving value, but I wasn't really inviting people to work with me. And I think also looking back as well, my mindset really wasn't in the place to actually help somebody. You know, I, I could have, of course, but I think it wouldn't have been to the best of my ability because I was still working through so many things for myself. And so that's how I went nine to 10 months without signing a client. And I think, you know, looking back as well, when I decided to share this, I actually had a client who I worked with the end of last year into this year. And she also went a couple of months. I think she went maybe nine months as well. And I just knew for me, and I think this is what I'm really starting to realize in the past couple of months is I love sharing, although it's uncomfortable at times, there's times where I'm like, Ooh, do I want to share that? You know, I went nine or 10 months without signing a client. Like, what are people going to think about that? And da, 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 da. But I feel like it's so important to share the lessons that I've learned in not only starting my coaching business, but as I've continued to grow it and, you know, those periods of time where it's like, yeah, I went nine to 10 months without signing a client, but I'm still here <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still showing up and I'm still doing the work and yeah. Yeah. And I love that comparison piece that you mentioned, because I also see so many freebies online and I've downloaded so many of them. Mm -hmm. It's like earn 10 K in 10 days or your first six figures in 90 days. And if you don't reach that, you feel like something is wrong with you. You doubt yourself. So that mindset also definitely affects what you're doing then. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say, what was the biggest lesson that that period taught you? And what would you say to new coaches who are also experiencing that kind of dip in their business? Yeah, the biggest lesson for me was I really got to see how determined I was to keep going and how determined I was to make the once dream that I had for this coaching business that I now have today, just that determination. And I think it would have been so easy to just be like, okay, it's, it's not working. Like maybe I'm not meant to be a coach, like, you know, in that period of, of not signing a client, but I really got to experience for myself that determination because I, I could have gone a year, I don't know, maybe two years is like pushing it, but you know, I could have gone even more time and I, I still would have been showing up. I still would have like kept going. So I think, you know, if anybody is in a period like that where you're maybe not, and it's not even just signing clients, but not creating the results that you want, right? Whatever, whatever that is in, in business and life, 
if you're not creating the results that you want, as cliche as it sounds, my advice is to keep going. I think it's so important to really tap into yourself and to really recognize that, you know, this is something that you really want and, and you can like the option to give up or, you know, the option to, you know, not pursue that goal anymore is always available. But I think for so many of us, we do really want whatever that is that, that we want and that's okay to, to want that. And so if you're not creating the results, it's like I say to my clients now, it's not, you know, if you will create the results that you want, it's just when, and if you haven't created the results that you want yet, right. It's like, yet the result is coming. Like you will get there. You will achieve that goal. You will create that result. So just keep going. Yeah. I love that reframe. It's not the matter of if it's when I love that it changes everything. It goes from feeling desperate and disappointed in yourself to feeling hopeful and like, yeah, it is going to happen. I love that. Yeah. So in your content, you talk about the importance of creating your own rules in business. So what changed once you realized that it's okay to create your own rules in business and that it's important to add, in my opinion, before the advice that someone is sharing, which is something that you talked about in your podcast episode, adding, in my opinion, before the advice that someone is sharing. And how did listening to other coaches' rules or opinions affect your business? Mm. So... I started my coaching business back in April, 2019. So it's been three years and, you know, it was really only this year that I really started to realize that there are no rules and there is nothing, as I say now, like there's actually nothing that you should be doing in your business. There is nothing you have to do, need to do, or can't do until you get to a certain point in your business. Like it's, it's just all made up. And so that's why now I believe so deeply that there are no rules and and you get to decide. But for me to learn that, I also, you know, I've worked with many coaches and mentors over the last three years. And, you know, I've nothing bad to say about any coach or mentor or program or course or anything that I've taken. It's all been lessons and learnings. But I think it was this year that I really started to kind of step back and see what I was listening to, what I was taking in. And, you know, I think for so many of us, especially early on in our businesses, we're so susceptible to what any, what anybody is saying. And especially, you know, if we see somebody who's created the result that we want, or, you know, is a couple of years, you know, in quote unquote, in front of us. Right. And so we hear them sharing about this strategy, or you should be doing this. And you're like, oh, maybe I should be doing that. Right. And then you start to question like, oh, but this is what I really want to be doing, or this is what I am doing. And, you know, it's kind of like (laughs) you put your hands out and you like slide all the paper, you know, on your desk. You're like, okay, starting over, (laughs) I'll do whatever you say. Right. And so I started to really recognize this actually in my coaching that I was doing with my clients. I was, you know, I actually remember a couple of weeks ago, I found a post that I shared a year ago. And in the post, I said, you get to decide. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I've already been thinking there are no rules. You get to decide. But it wasn't until like now and in the past couple of months, it's really been something that I really talk about 
all the time. I'm, I'm always saying, you know, there are no rules and you get to decide. But as you said, the in your opinion perspective. So really this perspective and, and this concept is you can put in my opinion before anything somebody says. And I, I even shared on my podcast, I said, do it with me. <laughs> like, even as I just said, you know, there are no rules that you get to decide. Like, in my opinion, there are no rules. In my opinion, you get to decide. And so we can put that, you know, those three words in my opinion in front of anything somebody says. So when someone says, you need to be waking up at 5 a.m. and you should, you know, pick only the three most important things on your to-do list and, you know, whatever, whatever you hear, right? And you just put in my opinion before that. And it really helps you to see that it's just someone's opinion. Yeah, I love that. It's not a fact. It's just someone's opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. so simple and it changes everything. It does. It does. So what are some popular business strategies or business advice that we can see online that you stopped following when you started applying, in my opinion, perspective? Yeah. So I think one of them has been, well, kind of a couple that kind of all work together, but one of them is planning content ahead of time. I remember working with a marketing coach probably at least over a year ago, maybe two years ago. And the way that she taught was to plan content for the week. You know, you sit down on Monday, you write your content for the week, you schedule it all, you, you know, you share it in all the places. And now I don't plan anything. <laughs> like right now, I have a couple of podcasts planned and like I need to edit and I have, I'll be, have those going out. But as for content that I share on Instagram or, you know, I don't plan what I'm going to share in my Instagram stories. Like I, I really started to tap into, I love showing up and sharing in the moment. I don't like saying, oh, I need to, you know, sit down on Monday and write content for the week because sometimes that just didn't work for me. You know, there was some times where I would sit down on a Monday and I'd be like, I had all these ideas and I would, you know, write a bunch of posts. But I also realized now that, you know, I could be going for a walk or I could be, you know, at the beach or something like that. And I have this download and this idea come to me and I write a post and it takes me 10 minutes. So I started to to realize I'm like, what am I doing trying to sit in front of my computer on Mondays every week, trying to write content for the week? I'm like, this doesn't work for me. And I think that's the thing too, is, you know, looking at what someone might do in their business, like that might work for them, but it doesn't have to work for you. You can take parts of it and pieces of, you know, something that you might learn or something that you might see, but just know that it doesn't have to work for you. And that's okay. You get to figure out what works best for you, what feels good to you. What do you actually want to do? Yeah. And I love that in your coaching approach, you include mindset as well, because it's not just forcing these strategies, but it's asking yourself, do I want this? Does this work for me? Which are very important questions that in marketing as well, like no one asks you, what do you want? It's what's popular in the moment. Yeah. 
So what do you think is holding new coaches back from trusting themselves enough to create their own rules? Because in the beginning, it's always, it seems easier and safer to just follow what everyone else is doing or to download freebies, as I mentioned. So why do we feel safer and like it's easier to follow other people's strategies and their top tips, their opinions, rather than to do what we actually want? Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, I think it's it's easier and it's safer to follow and implement other people's strategies and, you know, top tips, because there's almost this sense of kind of like proof, right. Of like, when we hear something or learn something or see someone share something about a specific strategy or ways to do things, there's almost this kind of like proof and maybe like evidence of like, if I just do this, right, then I'll be able to create whatever result that is, right. Maybe that's you know, a morning routine or assigning clients or making money, like whatever it is. And, you know, I think when we are in this process of, you know, deciding what we want and creating our own rules, it's not always easy. You know, I, I even to this day, you know, I'm, I'm asking my clients all the time, like, what do you want? What do you want to offer? How do you want to show up in your business? And it's almost like they've never been asked that question before. It's like, I don't know what I want. And I'm like, well, let's like, let's talk about it. What, what do you want? But then there's this other kind of layer of this is what I want, but then kind of working through all of the things that, you know, like one of my clients recently, she, she's just launched a membership, but she's like, I don't think I can launch a membership until I'm fully booked. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, I heard that from, you know, a previous, like coach or mentor that she was working with. And so then it's kind of like breaking down all those other things of like, you know, these are all the things that I think I need to do or should do or have to do or can't do. But there is this element of, you know, trusting yourself, like trusting that this is what you want. And this is like, this will work. I asked my one of my clients recently, I said, if you knew that whatever you wanted to do, you would be successful or it would be successful, what would you want to do? And she was like, ooh. And that that was the client who decided to launch a membership. But then it takes this element of, like I said, like trusting yourself and trusting that you can do what you want. Because then it's kind of on you, you know, you can't, and I don't think we oftentimes do blame other people, but it's on you, right? It's like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do, right? And you're creating your own rules, your own strategy, and you don't have anything to kind of like fall back on, you know, it's, it's yours. It's, it's your path. It's what you want to do. Yeah. I love that. And I remember that question from your first podcast episode. If you knew that whatever you did would be successful, what would you do? Mm, I love that. Such a good question. Yeah. What's been most helpful for you when you decided to create your own rules in business? Do you have any tools or reminders that you recommend for developing self-trust? For me, it's it's always journaling. Whenever there's something that, you know, a thought I notice myself thinking or something I want to work through, I always pick up my journal and that's my place where I'm really able to kind of work through whatever is coming up for me or also deciding like these are my rules. And so I remember doing this actually a couple of months ago and I, you know, I was deciding like, what are my rules in my business? And if rules 
you know, the, the word rules, if that isn't what you want to call them, that's fine. I don't even think that was what I called them a couple months ago when I was journaling, but I just, I remember writing, I said, how do I want to show up in my business? Like, how do I want all of these things? Like, how do I want all these things to work and and to be? And it wasn't me just writing like my rules when it comes to my business. (laughs) It was more just like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to create content? How do I want to make offers? Like, how do I want my clients to, you know, reach out to me or all, all of these things. And so for me, and my advice would be, if you want to create your own rules in business or just in your life as well, is to start by asking yourself some questions like, how do I want to do things? What do I want to do? I, I think that was actually the question I asked myself earlier this year. It was like, what do I want to do in my business? Because I've been slowly shifting from just focusing on working with my clients one-on-one and exploring some some new offers and some new things in my business. But it, it was from that question of like, what do I want to do in my business? What do I want my business to look like? And so that would be my advice is to grab a journal or some paper, a pen and paper, or even just, you know, a Google doc, whatever way you want to, and start asking yourself, what do I want? I love that. Journaling is so helpful when you start digging through those questions and maybe limiting beliefs, why are they there and how to change them? It's so powerful. Yeah. So what's something that you think new coaches need to be aware of or know about that not a lot of people in your niche talk about? So maybe you read some books on your niche or you've seen the content from some business coaches. Do you think that there's a gap in the content? What is something that you think that new coaches need to know that not a lot of people talk about? Yeah, well, I think it's kind of what I was talking about earlier of like, you get to decide. I think and and like I said, I've I've worked with many coaches and mentors and I have nothing bad to say about any coach or mentor that I've worked with. But I think one thing that's not really talked about as much is, and and from coaches or mentors, from people sharing that like, this is, this is how it works for me and empowering other people. That's the stance that I've taken now in my business is, you know, I'm happy to share what's worked for me in my business, how how I've signed clients, how I've made money, how I've created results. But I also want to empower my clients and my audience to find what works for them. What do they want to do? How do they want to show up? So I feel like that's the kind of missing piece is, you know, it's great to take in all of these, what other people are are teaching, right? Like from marketing to sales to to whatever, But then I think as you're taking in all of that information and content and strategies, it's also then having a moment to yourself and asking yourself, is this what I want to do, right? Like, is this how I want to show up? Because I think that's the kind of missing piece as well as I think we just kind of take all the information in and we're like, yeah, I'll do that and I'll show up in this place and I'll da-da-da-da-da, right? But there's that kind of missing piece, I think, of asking ourselves, is that actually what I want? Is that actually how I want to show up? Right? Yeah, that's so important to check in with ourselves. Is this what I want? And even maybe when we start doing something, and then a few months later, also check in, do I still want to be doing this? Because it can change over time. Yeah. And I think it's okay if, you know, you, you find out or you realize that the way that you were doing something isn't the way that you want to do it anymore. 
I think it's it's okay to let things go that no longer align with you or resonate with you. You know, I, I look back on many things that I did in my business, you know, even like sending when people would, you know, add me on Facebook, I was like, I had this like copy and paste like message that it'd be like, hi, this person, like, you know, so happy we connected, like, tell me a little bit more about yourself. And I'm, I look back at the messages now and I'm like, oh my God, why, why would I ever send something like that? But that was what I was taught. You know, that was the the process that I was learning at that time. And I was willing to try it, you know, and I, I tried it. And then I realized that it wasn't for me. And I think when I did decide, oh, that's actually not what I want to do anymore. I think there was that element of like, can I really do that? Like, do I need to still be doing that? And that was the trust, right? That was the the process of learning how to trust myself was me recognizing I'm like, but this doesn't feel good to me. Like, I don't actually want to be doing this. <laughs> there is another way. But I think it's it's learning. It's as I say to my clients now, it's like everything that we do is testing and experimenting, right? Like testing with this, experimenting with that. And it's okay if you test something or you experiment with something and it's not that it doesn't work, but you no longer want to do that. It's okay to let go of, of anything that you no longer want to do or no longer aligns with you. Yeah. And I remember that period when you shared reaching out to someone and being like, Hey, I'm so glad we connected. I remember I got so many of those on Instagram. It was like, one period of time where every coach was sending that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, in the coaching industry, success is often measured by how much money you make. I see so often people sharing like how to get to your first 10K or six figures. And it seems like, okay, that's the goal. That's what I should be working on. So how would you define a successful coaching business? And what does a successful coaching business look like or feel like for you? Yeah, I love this. I think it's only been really this year in my business that I've started to really shift my definition of what it means to, you know, be successful or have a successful coaching business. And I think to me, a successful coaching business is getting to do what I truly want to do. And, you know, I'm able to now look back and, and really recognize that I am living and the business that I have today is something that just a couple of years ago I was dreaming about, like dreaming of just being able to, like, I don't wake up to an alarm anymore. Like the only time I wake up to wake up to alarms is when I have an early coaching call or like I need to be up at a certain time, but I don't wake up to an alarm anymore. I'm able to start my days however I want. I'm able to, you know, coach and support my clients and my clients are able to, you know, creating amazing results. It's like, I'm able to just sit in the kind of like having of, oh my gosh, these are all the things that I once wanted. And of course there's things that I like more things that I want, but you know, it's hard to put into words. To me, it's more of this kind of like a feeling of a feeling of like everything that I thought I once wanted, I now have, or it's even better. And, you know, success to me is just being able to do what you want to do. Of course, the clients are nice. The money is nice. All these things are great. But at the end of the day, like I get to, I get to decide how I, you know, how every day goes in my life. I get to move things around and I get to start my days at the beach and just do all the things that I want to do. And and to me, that's, 
that's success. I love that. Mm. And uh, now I have a few quick questions that I usually ask my guests at the end of the episode. So what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Taurus. Uh, what's your human design type? I am a 2-4 manifesting generator. I'm also 2-4 <laughs> manifesting generator. What's your uh, authority? Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> yes, I'm emotional. Definitely. <laughs> I, I remember I you shared your uh, chart on Instagram and you have most of your charts defined. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw you have channels, if I remember correctly. One is for innovative perspectives, 2343. Which I love because you're oh. sharing all of these, like, in my opinion, perspective and all of these <laughs> perspectives. And I'm like, it's that channel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually don't know too much about human design. It's something that I want to dive more into. I've started to the arrows at the top of your like head. Yeah. I've started to understand, like, if your arrows pointed that way or that way. But I don't know much about the channel. So that will be interesting to to learn about. Yeah, I remember I saw your chart because I don't normally when I meet someone or when I look at someone's chart, I don't often see that much of definition, that many defined centers. So it was so fun mm. to see that. <laughs> Interesting. And I also saw one channel, I think it was 1333, which is uh, you're good at getting stories from people, which is so good for you as a coach. <laughs> like guiding <laughs> yeah. and like then people are like so open with you which is so fun mm, i love that and uh, next is what's your favorite podcast um surprisingly i don't subscribe to that many podcasts and i think right now i'm only subscribed to two and it is manifestation Bay podcasts with Catherine zinkina and and she rises with amanda francis which both i love i'm just currently reading amanda's book uh rich as fuck i think it's called such yeah, a good book it's good so good <laughs> yeah Oh, the next question is, uh, what book would you recommend <laughs> everyone to read? That would actually be my top one, I think, is Amanda Francis's Rich as Fuck. Another one that I read this year is, and I think for if you were an entrepreneur, you have your own business, is a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. So those would be my two top recommendations. And uh, if you want a free trip somewhere, all expenses paid, where would you go? The Maldives or South Africa. And uh, do you have any business plans or coaching announcements for 2023 that you'd like to share with our listeners? I saw you already, yes. already announced something. <laughs> yes. So I'm in the process of launching a course called Becoming a Coach. And it's going to be a 12-week course where I'm going to help coaches sign their first couple of clients in their coaching business and finally get their coaching business off the ground. And instead of me just giving the course to those who sign up, I'm going to be there every step of the way. So there are going to be weekly live coaching calls. There's going to be a private group chat on Voxer um, where you'll be able to just get all the coaching and support that you need in the process of you starting your coaching business and getting it off the ground. And we're going to be starting January 2nd of 2023. And that is pretty much all I have really have planned for 2023 is this first round of becoming a coach. And then of course, continuing to support my clients in my six month one-on-one coaching program. Yeah. I saw the titles of your modules for that course and it sounds really interesting. It's again, that combination yeah. of mindset and digging into what it is that you want your coaching business to look like rather than just, this is what you should do to achieve this. Yeah. 
I'm really excited. So is that like a combination of group coaching and course, because there are also coaching calls? I was actually talking to one of my coach friends and I was like, what do I even call this? You know, like, yes, it's a course, but it's also, I don't know. I don't know if I would really call it a group coaching program. I, I think for me, like that name just doesn't really resonate with me. So it's a course, but you also have weekly live coaching and you also have, you know, I don't know if I'll be doing this and, you know, every single round, but the private um, group chat on Voxer was something that I really wanted to include in in this first round of the, of the course. Sounds like a good combination. Yeah. And uh, where can our listeners find you online? So you can find me over on Instagram at Lauren Tamayo and my website is laurentamayo.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode, Lauren. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. You just finished listening to an episode on the Laivana podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it over on Instagram. I'd really appreciate it. And if you'd like even more tips and action steps to start creating the life of your dreams, head over to my blog, laivana.com and binge on all the motivational content. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon.